hands in the toaster I got my raspberry jam My grandpa was a sailor And he came into this land And he was looking for gold Pretty hand to hold Some cards to fold At least that's what I've been told Talking heads in space It used to be so easy To have a little faith I used to rely on luck To earn honest buck I didn't feel so stuck I didn't limp around like John We got soap on a rope We used to have dreams Now we got overpaid Baseball teams We got grocery baggers Graffiti taggers Golf ball shaggers Go team go God, she should be paying me to live inside this place is filled with sharks and fins with double chins who say thick in your skin child if you wanna win myself some herbal tea cause it's healthier they say well healthier ain't half as fun I'll take a cold beer any day I used to have dysfunctional fun in the cancerous sun with my codependent hunt eating greasy greasy hot dogs on a buttered up This is Jan Hall from Folk Roots Radio. 
on the Kayamo cruise. Now, Kayamo is an absolutely amazing Roots music cruise. If you love Roots music, and I know anyone that listens to this show on a regular basis does, you really need to think about making this part of your winter, especially for all of us Canadians who would just love to to get away from the snow and the cold and head out to the Caribbean on a boat with 40 of the best musicians that the world has to offer. Let's be honest, it's an absolutely fabulous week of live music. And talking of fabulous musicians that you just have to see, I am pleased to be sitting at a table with the great Steve Poltz on Kayamo. I had a chance to catch Steve's show yesterday evening in the atrium on the cruise. Absolutely amazing show. Now, the interesting thing about Steve's show this time around is that he has his family here. He has his partner, soon-to-be wife Sharon, with him. He has his sister, Kathy, and his dad, Joe. And I am so fortunate to be sitting at a table now to talk to Steve, who's just about to eat... Actually, he's eating crackers now, but he's just about to eat soup. So before we get too far into the soup, I'm going to introduce him to Folk Roots Radio. It's great to be able to talk to you again, Steve. I know usually when I speak with you, I'm on a telephone driving around who knows where. Florida, Texas, Iowa, um, New Hampshire... I'm campaigning for president, so Super Tuesday is coming up, so I'm usually pretty busy with my campaign, but I take time out to play music a lot because politics is brutal, and so sometimes I just need to have a little joy in a joyless world. Well, I got to say, yesterday evening, you brought joy to everybody that caught the show in the atrium on the Norwegian Pearl ship. Uh, an absolutely fabulous evening, and I think especially so because in the audience, as we mentioned before, on the boat you have your partner Sharon, sister Kathy, and father Joe. And I could tell from the way the show went, this show meant a hell of a lot to you. It really did because looking at my dad sit out there and my sister, and we lost my mom a year ago, and I really was wishing she could have been here, but... uh it was so neat to be able to sing songs and play them for them and watch them laugh. And everybody on Kayama has been so friendly and they come up and give them unsolicited hugs. They hand them money. Like they've handed us, so far, we've gotten about $652,000. Like people just come up because there's a lot of people that just want to give us everything. So they've been emptying their retirement accounts and just handing it to my dad. And he doesn't even need the money because he owns Boeing. But, you know, Boeing's run into a little bit of problem. Their stock went down, so people are just giving my dad money. It's great. It's raining money on Kayamo. Now, I did actually hear you on stage say somebody actually gave you a large sausage as well, so you need to explain that to us. Hey, 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 this is a family show. Um, yes, somebody came up and added me a large sausage. There's a woman who makes sausage. That's her thing. And she brings it on board and hands out sausage to everyone. Once again, I might add, unsolicited. So um, I have this big sausage in my room, if you know what I mean. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing that anybody who's that's seen Steve Pulse live is that you know that, that there is a certain stream of consciousness that comes out <laughs> around the music. 
and sometimes I think gets the way in the in, if, of the music. But you do it so effortlessly, and again, I couldn't really. Uh, talk highly enough about yesterday evening's show. Of all the shows that I've seen you play, I think that was definitely my highlight. For you, obviously, with family in the room, it must have meant so much. It was really fun, and, you know, I've always wanted to just be a serious musician and not talk on stage and just play the songs and be very serious, but I have this other person who lives inside my head and it always stops it from happening. Sometimes I think I'm just going to do a really, I'm not going to talk, I'm just going to play. And then in the middle of the show, a left turn just comes out and I can't help myself. One day I'm going to do it, Jan. And uh, I'm still searching for that perfect balance that I'll never find. It's elusive. It's a, it's a big white whale. I'm, I'm looking for that perfect show. I need to always challenge myself and stretch out. And so... You know, it's interesting the way you pick a set list because we started off the interview with Silver Lining from your 1998 album, One Left Shoe. That was the song you played last night. But I noticed last night you actually didn't play too much from your latest album, Shannon, which came out in 2019. Is that just because you've got several shows that you're playing on the boat or is that just how you feel on the day? Yeah, I never plan anything, so I don't use a set list. So sometimes, you know, I've had a new record come out before in my life where it's the first week of the record release and I won't even do a song off it because I forget I'm just I have like a I'll just be in a mood to play other songs and then other times I'll play the whole record so I have many other shows so I'd just be able to do a lot from that one now I know when you started out I mean you know the I don't know if I want to call this the Steve Polt story or the Jewel story, but I know that when you were playing with the uh, Rugburns in San Diego, uh, you wrote the big hit for Jewel. Are you writing with more people now than you used to? It, my impression is that you you really seem to be finding lots of opportunity to collaborate since you moved to Nashville. Yeah, I co-wrote that with Jewel, so we wrote that together. And then since I've been in Nashville, it's People love it if you have a hit song more than anywhere and they want to write with you. And I always try to say yes. And so someone will reach out and the key is to try to stay in town and not tour as hard because it frees up my time to do co-writes. And so I think last year we cut down the number of shows up by a little bit, you know, because it, it can be up as high as 200 and to try to cut it down to 180 shows a year and then maybe 150 and then maybe the sweet spot one day would be 100 shows a year leaving a lot of time to co-write songs with people and that sort of thing it's hard to say no though because really cool offers come in like you know i thought i was gonna have all of march off and then my manager will or my booking agent will call and go, oh, we just got E-Town, and E-Town's this really cool radio show, and I can't say no, you know? I've got to do E-Town. And so it's learning to maybe pick and choose and become more protective of the time because, you know, I just shook David Olney's hand 40 minutes before he died. I was talking to him about how I would love to maybe one day write a song with him. I was praising his songwriting and 45 minutes later he died on stage. That was just two weeks ago. I was at the 30A Songwriter Fest. So I got to remember those kind of things that 
how quick this all goes by. You know, like I really wish my mom could be on this boat and could have seen this because watching how happy my dad is, it's really neat, you know. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because the one thing that comes through loud and clear in your live show is how in the moment you are. I mean, that, that really is strong. And I, I think that that really is, is, is part of you, right? I, I, do you do any centering before you get up there or you just get up there and be yourself? I try to, if I can play guitar for like a good 40 minutes and get my fingers really warmed up, it puts me in a really nice space. If I can be all alone and just aimlessly play a song and get my fingers really warmed up and then... I sometimes think, oh, it'd be cool to do this song. How did that go? And I'll go back over because I have a, I know a lot of songs. And then sometimes songs I just forget to put in my repertoire. And I, I like to dig them up and do them again. So I'll do that. And then, but I don't use a set list. So I like to just say a quick prayer before I go on stage. I just do a quick prayer. And all I say is to whatever my idea of the powers that be are out there. I don't know what, I mean, nobody knows. But I feel a certain that there's something out there, an energy. So I just pray and thank whatever that is for giving me this gift and allowing me to go out there. So if I do that and I say, thanks for giving me this, this talent, I hope I can use it to make people forget about whatever's going on in their lives and have them smile and have a good time. So I don't really ask to be good, I just ask to shine. And then that usually works. And I have a high percentage of that working, but I, it took a long time to learn that. Like, if you think about Malcolm Gladwell and you know the tipping point and stuff that he talks about, uh, the 10,000 hours, I really know that I do have my 10,000 hours in. But I, I want to get 10,000 more and get better. Like, I'm always, I'm always mad at myself after a show. Like, nobody really knows this, but I, at night I can't sleep because I'm going over things I did that I wish I didn't do. And I'm correcting myself and I'm cussing myself out. I'm going, God, you're such an idiot. Why did you do that? You've got to get that better. So I'm constantly making adjustments. Like, I'm, I'm never fully satisfied with the show but I'm always trying to experiment and find something I'm, I'm looking for that energy but there's always something I can improve on and so I lambast myself every night <laughs> well you know I, I thought yesterday's show was perfect we're going to okay. talk a little bit about live performance in a few moments but I want to get another song in before we get there yeah. we talked a little bit about collaboration and I do want to put a plug in for Molly Tuttle who you've wrote uh, a fair bit with and you're actually going to be doing a joint show on Kayama while we're here but there was also a great song that you played which was for anyone else would be so far from left field you're actually back in right field by the time it comes out I'm going to let you introduce the story because it's it was another one of those wonderful songwriter tasks challenges that they're given where they're given a, a subject and they have to write a song and I want you to Tell us a little bit about that because you introduced it so well and then let's play that song because it it was an absolutely phenomenal song and again so far out of left field that people couldn't believe that you would come up with it. So tell us a little bit about the challenge and then let's play the song. 
Well, I have this friend in Austin, Texas named Bob Schneider, and he's a great songwriter and a good friend of mine. And so we came up with this song game back years ago in 1999, I think, where we would have a phrase of words and everybody would have a song due every 24 hours, which is like a lot. To write a song every 24 hours is a lot to ask. So he came up with the sewing machine. And so a bunch of us wrote songs. Obviously, they're all different because you don't know when anybody's writing and you have 24 hours to do it. So I wrote mine. And then I went over to my friend AJ Croce's house and had him add piano to it and then emailed it in. So mine, I just knew I had to mention sewing machine. And mine was about a guy. Well, the song will tell you the story, but it's a guy who has a sewing machine and kind of lives underground and does crazy stuff. You know, it's funny, when I listened to the song last night, we're going to play it in a second, so stay tuned for Sewing Machine, but I really had the vision of the whole story, and I thought, oh my God, is there a book in there? Is there a, you know, some sort of animated story to go with this um, you know, video? It was just so much fun to, to hear it. This is a, a song that's available on YouTube, I think, in a whole variety of different forms, right, from live shows? It is. I need to do a, a children's book of it and have drawings I think that would be great, you know, to have really cool drawings and maybe Roll Doll or something like that. It is definitely very Roll Doll, absolutely. And, um, so, and I need to do a proper studio recording. It's always just been a live show, but it really connects with people. And I, I don't do it all the time because I have to be really invested in it. Well, it certainly shows the, the strength of... Uh, not just your songwriting, but also your absolutely uh, phenomenal ability as a performer. Let's hear from Steve Poltz with a live version of Sewing Machine. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio on Kayamo, and I'm Jan Hall. Well, he lives in a hole in a tree. He's much, much smaller than me. He lures the children up for spider tea. He's buzzy as a bumblebee. Well, his fingernails have all turned black. His nose is like an old smokestack. Steam leaves his ears, and when the smoke clears, You'll see, you can't go back. Well, he says his name is Jack Beaver. His voice is as screechy as a weasel. He'll sew you up to the wall. In a long, dark hall, he's got a bunch of kids sewn to an easel. <laughs> At least a hundred kids sewn to an easel. Sewing machine. He sews the kids together and his teeth are green. You can't scratch an itch. Your eye can barely twitch. He's a mean old man with a sewing machine. Well, the parents tell the kids don't go in the woods. There's a scary, scary man who isn't good. She's got a brother with a hook for an arm. 
from an accident that happened on the farm. His name is Ben. He doesn't have any friends. All the children made fun of his arm. Little Ben scratched his itch with his hook and got an idea while reading a book. He welded scissors to his hook where his hand used to be and he said, I'll search for my sister down by the brook. Ben climbed deep into the f -f -f forest. All the owls started singing in a c -c -c chorus. Be careful, little boy, when you go around the pass. There's a gargoyle in a hood named Boris. Sewing machine. He sews the kids together. His teeth are green. You can't scratch an inch. Your eye can barely twitch. He's a mean old man with a sewing machine. Ben climbed into a hole in the ground. It was cold and so far down. It was dark and hard to see. But he screamed for Mary and kept going. Down, down. When he got when he to got the to bottom, bottom of the cave, the cave. Hello? he felt like he was in a big grave. There were kids songs in the walls, down all the halls, that he knew he had to sing. He cut the children down just like he was a crook, using the scissors at the end of his hook. As the kids broke free, they were screaming with glee, saying, Ben, you are the man. Jack Beevil was as angry as a snake. Then <laughs> he jumped out of a big black cake. He grabbed Ben by his coat, with his hands around his throat. His evil body started to shake. Evil fell to the ground and his tears fell all around. He said, I'm sorry I kept you here. I was lonely and without cheer, and no one talks to me in this town. Jack Beevil sits alone in his cell. But when they ring the jailhouse bell, Little Ben will come to see him Even though they'll never free him He's making friends, mending clothes from his cell He makes friends, mending clothes from his cell Everybody! Sewing machine He sews clothes for the kids And his teeth are green You can't scratch an inch Your eye can barely twitch He's a lonely old man with a sewing machine. He's making new friends with a sewing machine. Everybody! Ha! 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 Oh, I love you.
That's Deep Pulse with Sewing Machine live. Played it live last night on KMO. That's a, a, a version of the song we found on the internet. Steve Pulse is our special guest. We're actually sitting with Steve's family uh, in the artist dining room. I feel very privileged to sneak in here as just one of the lowly people just here enjoying all these fabulous artists. Now, Steve, one of the things that happened last night, which I thought was wonderful, I know a lot of people were really touched by this, was that you mentioned that you uh, had recently made a CD of um, some of your father's poems. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so my dad has been writing poems for years, and I took him into my friend Jason Mraz's studio in, in Oceanside, California, north of San Diego, and I told my dad to pick you know, like 20 of his favorite poems that he's written and that he would speak them and put out a spoken word CD. So we actually have it for sale in the merch booth here at the festival. And somebody just bought one and he signed it. And that was so cool for me to be able to see him do that. That was a wonderful moment. Thank but you. Steve, you're going to be playing back in Canada in April, you're going to be at Roots North, which takes place in Aurelia late in April. I know you were at, I think, Mariposa last year in Aurelia, had a wonderful time. Tell us a little bit about uh, getting back up there. Aurelia is great, and Gordon Lightfoot goes there all the time to Mariposa, and I've never played um, this next festival that I'm going to be doing. I'm looking forward to it. I've heard great things. The lineup looks really cool, and it allows me to get back and run into a lot of old friends. Well, that's right. And the thing that's really cool about Roots North is not just they, they pick a great group of um, artists to play, but you have the, the two nights in the St. Paul Center in Aurelia, which is absolutely fabulous, the Friday and Saturday, and then lots of other shows around downtown Aurelia. I really like it because it's like, a uh, you know, the weather's starting to improve. Summer is not far away and a great opportunity uh, for live music. Now, one of the things that I've been really enjoying recently is the live looping that you have brought into the show. You do that so well. Um, do you actually have to practice when you, you're coming up with that? And, you know, for instance, last night, Steve did this incredible live looping that started off with talking about just the fact that one of the people in the audience was lying on the, the carpet right in front of the stage. But do, do you just you just pick that little thing and then go with it? I do. I just like to make up a song about it. Sometimes something happens. I can't start a show usually like that because I have to be warmed up and feel my confidence at 100% and then I'm able to do it. Absolutely fabulous. And you, I presume every show you do it, you pretty much do it now? No, but sometimes I do. And th then it's always some weird new song that doesn't ex hadn't exist. And now it does. Well, I know a lot of people who have heard you do these. I know when we were at the Mary Webb Center in Highgate last year, you did a wonderful one. And I think one of the things that's special, and again, Kayama would be another place like that, is the fact that you always night find a way to, to bring in wherever you are and the people that are in, in the song. And it makes the, everybody feel very special. Yeah, it's super fun. I love it. I like it when it works. Yeah. So when you're playing at Roots North, it'll be just the typical solo show? Yes, it's going to be super fun. I can't wait. So, Daphne, if you get the chance, uh, Daphne, uh, check out Roots North Music Festival. Fabulous festival. Steve Poltz, if you've not seen him, you need to see him. If you have seen him, I, you know I'm already preaching to the converted, so you don't need to, to worry about that. We're going to finish with one more song, and I thought we would go to your latest album, 
Shinon, which came out on Compass Records in 2019. You must feel pretty happy to have a label like Compass supporting you now. I do. Um, moving to Nashville was a dream, and I got on a record deal with Compass and then got um, good management that are in Boulder, or Denver, Colorado, and my booking agency's in Boulder, so I feel like I have a really cool team of people around me helping me so I can just write songs and put it out. Making that record was really cool. It was my first time to make a record in Nashville, and my friend Will Kimbrough produced it and did a really good job. And it was super fun because I made it at his studio at his house, and we just we were never in a rush, and it was just a labor of love. It was pure joy making that record, and we picked ten of what we considered to be the best songs, and it worked. We're going to play something from the album. What we're going to play? This is called Pharmacist, and uh, yeah, it's my one of my favorite tracks on the record. I wrote it with a guy named Scott Sachs. This is Steve Poltz with Pharmacist from his wonderful 2019 album, Shine. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Thanks again. And you can ask me what 
description 